Welcome to Fairfax County's EnviroPod. I'm Scott Coco. This is the show where we talk about everything environment here in Fairfax County, and especially what the folks from our Department of Public Works and Environmental Services do to protect, maintain, repair, and improve our lives. Today I have with me Stacy Smalls, Director of the Wastewater Collections Division of DPWES, and we're going to talk about where our wastewater goes and what not to flush. Welcome, Stacy. Appreciate it. Thank you, Scott. Um, so I know everybody's home, and everybody's flushing a lot more than they were before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's causing some issues, and yes. we want to remind people what to do. But okay. before we get into that, um, tell me, um, tell me about what your job is and what you do here with the county. So the county, uh, the wastewater management program is not just uh, the pipes that's in the ground, but it's also the wastewater treatment plant. I'm over the conveyance system, which is those pipes that's in the ground that you don't see, those pump stations that's in the low-lying areas that you may not see that's in probably back of properties, and uh, uh, the force main that that the pump stations will then uh, send wastewater to, and the manholes that you see in the streets as well. So it's the conveyance system that takes the wastewater from your home to the wastewater treatment facilities. So I often like to learn a little bit about the folks that come in. So how long have you been with the county? Uh, February made four years. So uh, before that, uh, I retired uh, from the military, from the Air Force. Uh, worked in uh, the equivalent of public works with the Air Force for 11 years. Uh, before that, I was uh, in the private field, but still serving my country in the National Guard in the medical field. So engineer during the day and, and during the month, and then the one weekend out of the month, I was doing medical stuff. I uh, did that for about uh, 13 years before uh, going into the Air Force full-time as a public works officer, what we call the civil engineer career field. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is that kind of like Army Corps engineers? And Army civil? Corps engineers, okay. yes. Uh, we do everything uh, that's required to support the facility. So if you think about your your bases and your installations they're like small cities mm-hmm. and they need their roads repaired their facilities maintained their uh, infrastructure maintained and and that's what the civil engineers the core engineers uh, uh, that public work aspect uh, what we did for our military installations and uh, what bases did you work at uh, the last base that I served at was uh, joint base Lewis McCord in Tacoma Washington uh, before that, I had a stint in uh, Joint Base uh, Pearl Harbor Hickam in Hawaii. Wow. And before that, then, yeah, my first base was in uh, Shepherd Air Force Base in, in Wichita Falls, Texas. Where are you from originally? South Carolina. Okay. So, yeah, next to Myrtle Beach. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, and then, then how did you get into um, the facilities, the wastewater and the engineering on that side? So uh, I was coming up to my retirement, and <clears throat> I was coming up to my retirement, and uh, at that point in time, I was looking for that next uh, career challenge, and uh, I came across the opportunity with Fairfax County applied, and and uh, it fell along the lines of like I described what we do, and uh, in the engineering career field in the Air Force, sustaining the uh, the bases, and so I applied, and and fortunately I. I, I got the position four years ago. 
Well, great. And, and uh, we always like finding out all the people that serve here in the county, their backgrounds. Um, everyone comes from such diverse areas to come mm -hmm. and uh, really appreciate people that are service-oriented. And, mm -hmm. and certainly your career certainly shows that. Um, it's greatly appreciated. Thank you, Scott. So uh, we're talking, we're here today to remind some folks about... Um, what they're putting down, drains, toilets, um, especially, and why are we talking about this now, and why are we re reminding folks uh, of some of these rules that we're going to discuss? Well, given the times that we're in right now, we don't want to add to it with uh, backups or sanitary sewer overflows. Uh, it's just going to add to the, the health concerns that we have. You know, there are bad things that reside in wastewater. And if you have a backup in your home, you know, that's just adding to the, to the different concerns that you had, uh, that you're having with uh, COVID-19 and being uh, self-quarantined or staying at home uh, to protect yourself uh, doing the socially uh, distancing that we're doing. Uh, and, and, and to add uh, a backup in your home when you have the additional odors or the additional health concerns from wastewater in your home. Uh, we're trying to prevent that. This is our wastewater system, the county's wastewater system, and, and we need everybody's help. It's the spirit of what we're going through right now, uh, working together, everybody chipping in, and we're, we need everybody's help to make sure that we're keeping our wastewater system functioning properly. So what are some of the issues we're running into? Um, people are flushing the wrong things. Yes. And so what are some of these things that are being flushed Okay. And what are the repercussions? So let's just try to keep, uh, let's try to keep it simple and say, uh, let's only put two things into our, into our toilets, into our wastewater system. Um, besides uh, our showers and our dishwashers and, uh, and, uh, and uh, our washing machines, uh, human waste and, and toilet tissue. Anything else uh, should be put into our trash. Uh, people are, are, are flushing wipes, floss, uh, given the times that we're in and in, in disinfecting wipes, mm -hmm. uh, people are, are flushing those things. And so, uh, and uh, uh, fats, oils, and grease, the people are pouring that down their drains really? as well. Yes. Uh, you know, it's uh, that, that thought of, you know, I'm turning the hot water on and I can pour this grease down my, my drain and, and it'll be okay. But, you know, eventually down the wastewater system down the pipes it'll get to a temperature to where it can start solidifying again and cause uh, blockages so let's just keep uh, tissue and, and, and human waste they haven't been listening to this show we need to listen to this show exactly. <laughs> where we talk about that all the time um, exactly. so what do you know now advertisers they're talking about Clorox wipes all the time they're mm -hmm. talking about baby wipes, mm -hmm. and they're even advertised as flushable. Yes. And I don't know where they get that designation, mm -hmm. but what, what are these wipes doing to the system? Okay, so first let's address the, the flushable. I, I 
a golf ball is flushable, <laughs> you know. So uh, technically, it have, is have toddlers around. And yes. you'll find whatever is Legos not or anything, right marbles, now. anything <laughs> they can put down a, a toilet. Yes, those things are flushable, but should it be put into the the, the toilet? That's the question. Um, wipes are made of a pretty durable material. It's designed to be durable, so that when you when you're using it, it doesn't break up in your hand when you're trying to wipe up or clean things. And when it gets into our sewer system, those durable uh, materials, they, they latch on to things, whether it's debris or roots or whatever that's in our, our sewer system, and they begin to uh, group together and, and cause a blockage. And that could then cause a sanitary sewer overflow or back up into uh, residents' homes, and we don't want that. So uh, think of uh, uh, toilet paper, and you put – you can – experiment you can do at home is you can get two containers full of water and you can put toilet tissue in one and you can put a wipe in the other. The toilet tissue will uh, degrade and disintegrate, but that wipe won't. And uh, we're getting problems with that at our pump stations, uh, again, like but blockages in our sewer lines, and, and uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a havoc that someone has to go out and clean and clear and uh, not be used to, to do our other preventative maintenance within the system to keep our system uh, operating at optimal level. Um, just, if we could, just work together to keep those items out of our sewer system, it would be the best. So what are some of the costs? What are some mm-hmm. of the costs that, y- y- and you mentioned having people deployed out, but... Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's damage or people out having to go out to fix clogs and whatever, what are some of the costs that are involved when all this happens? Well, there's the cost to the homeowner because if there's a backup, the, uh, that cleaning may fall on the responsibility of the homeowner to, to take care of. Um, and, and, again, during the season, we just want to keep additional uh, uh, ailments or, or uh, issues just if we can avoid that and, and, and make this time that we're all at, in our homes a lot better, then, then why not avoid that? Of course, there's uh, the repair costs that we would have to in, in do uh, if we had to make a repair within our sewer system. But then those uh, costs doesn't just stay uh, within the home. If there's a blockage in the uh, building sewer or the lateral, that is owned by the homeowner. That's the sewer line that runs from their residence to the sewer in the street. That is the homeowner's responsibility to repair. So if there's a blockage in that, a break in that, any type of issue caused by uh, uh, wipes causing a blockage, to having to call a plumber out, to having to do some some construction. I just got uh, an email from a resident uh, uh, that was asking about uh, bill that they received in the thousands that they had to repair, uh, you know, th- these things can add up quickly. And we're trying to avoid these additional costs that our, our residents are, uh, that could incur from wipes and, and other items that's not supposed to be in our sewer system. And some of that money is also not necessarily covered in homeowners insurance and stuff like that, possibly. Well, we would recommend that homeowners would reach out to their, their okay. home insurer, uh, check their policies, uh, reach out to their homeowner insurers, and, and, and find out if that is in it. Um, if they seek that additional protection, 
then they should talk to their home insurer about that. But uh, yeah, that would fall upon the homeowner. Sure, you know? sure, yeah. it doesn't come back on the county. That yeah. so, um, and it's just gross. <laughs> it's just it's nasty when that that backs up. Not sanitary, yeah. certainly in yes. a time when. We're trying to do everything, even hyper-sanitary. Yes. I don't know if that's an actual well, word. but um. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if, if you've looked at some of the different stories in the past about some of the different third-world nations that uh, have had issues with cholera or, or dysentery, mm. and that's from having a poor sanitary system um, and, and that reaching some of their, their, their waterways, their drinking water, um, it, and it causing issues with that population. We're trying to avoid all of that given the circumstances we're in right now. So uh, let's keep these items out of our sewer system. Let's avoid any of these additional mishaps that may occur. So So if a mishap does occur, Mm -hmm. what should someone do? What are the first steps they should take? Okay, so if sewer is coming up into their home, they should call us. So we have a 24-7 trouble response center. That number is 703-323-1211. It's uh, manned 24-7, 365 days a year. We will respond to see if there's anything going on with the county sewer that could be contributing to that. Uh, Then uh, the homeowner should then call their, their home insurer to see if, if they have some sort of protections to help with cleaning and everything. But those should be the, 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 the two calls that they make. Uh, we want to try to get out as soon as possible to try to see if, if there's anything that we can do. Uh, we have a packet that we've coordinated with uh, risk management to ensure that our residents are informed as to uh, what they should be looking for, what they should be doing if they have a house, uh, a home backup, and then uh, getting in contact with their, their home insurer. And what if we're one of the residents that may have a septic system? I know septic mm-hmm. systems are dealt with the health department a lot, but mm-hmm. what about in case of that? So you, 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 you're correct. That's, uh, that's managed by the, the health department, but it, it is a, a sewer system. And so I, I would advise our residents to treat it like how I'm asking them to treat our sewer systems. Just try to keep those items out, try to keep the floss out, try to keep the wipes out, try to keep the other products out. Uh, don't treat your sewer system as a trash can. And uh, just uh, any additional information, I would, I would say to, to, to reach out to the health department. But cotton swabs are okay. No, <laughs> cotton swabs not okay. It's, if, if, it's not, if it's not human waste or right, tissue. Right, right, right. Yes. So, so what, what is stuff like, uh, you know, harder items like like that cotton swabs dental mm-hmm. floss what, mm-hmm. what does that do to gum up the system so not only uh like i mentioned earlier you know it can get uh hung up with uh uh, uh branches or or debris inside of the sewer pipes but it also causes havoc in our pump stations mm-hmm. so we have bar screens and we have grinder uh grinders that try to grind those things up before they reach our pumps but if they get in our pumps and and clog them up, then our people have to go out and repair them. Now, keep in mind, our pump stations are in low-lying areas because if you think, if you look at the sewer system, or you think about the sewer system, it, it's uh, flowed by gravity. 
to our lowest points. The stuff flows downhill, as the they say. The stuff right? flows downhill. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> and and when you when it goes downhill, it it reaches a pump station, which will then pump it back up to a higher point to then go back gravity until it makes it to a wastewater treatment facility. Um, in those low-lying areas, if you have a backup, because we're putting some of these different items in there, having a backup at a pump station isn't good because it's in a low-lying area. And what else is in our low-lying areas? We have our water bodies, our wetlands, uh, and, and, and we share those areas. Right, those the bay, areas. you're right. Yes, exactly. Okay. And we want to try to keep those blockages from occurring as well. So everyone chip in. And, and this isn't just a county issue. This is a, not, it's a regional issue, mm-hmm. state. I mean, it's everywhere that these mm-hmm. are problems, correct? Absolutely. Uh, uh, wastewater treatment uh, 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 infrastructure is, is experienced this all over the country and, and all over the world. Everyone uh, use wipes across the country and across the world, and, and people flush them uh, here and people flush them there. Uh, we're not immune to that, but we want to try to reach out to our residents and inform them so that they can help and chip in to, to help us keep our infrastructure operating uh, uh, the, as best as we can. And, and how about some other, uh, you know, just people ask, they knew where we were going to talk about this, but, you know, the difference between a, uh, a Kleenex, a nasal tissue, mm-hmm. Uh, and toilet paper or a paper towel, mm-hmm. it, it's all on how it dissolves, correct? Mm-hmm. What, what yes. are some of the differences? Well, like uh, a wipes, a wipe is made out of a, a polyester material. I mean, oh, that's, wow. That's sort of like your, your clothing. <laughs> right. It's, it's designed to be durable. So if, if you look at some of the different material, like uh, paper towels, um, designed to be durable, you Absorbent, know, right? Absorbent, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the quicker so picker up. The quicker picker upper that's very absorbent. It would would cause havoc in our sewer system. I mean, they're designed to be able to wipe up spills or messes and to keep its shape and its integrity. Mm-hmm. And that's counterproductive to our sewer system. We want it to to degrade. If you if you think of uh, a lazy river, and um, you're sitting in it and you're moving at a slow pace. You're uh, similar to our system where gravity is, is moving that flow down at a slow pace. It's not really churning and causing a lot of disturbance to where things would t- twist and toss and, and disintegrate. And, and having those items, paper towels or the different wipes, uh, th- those things would cause havoc to where they would group up together, clump together, and, and cause these blockages, whereas tissue would, would dissolve. And, uh, and, and having those things clog up our pump stations, uh, clogging up our pumps at those stations would, is just causing, causing uh, the same amount of havoc in, in our system. So it's just best to keep it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Only two things. Just two things. Legos and, no, right. <laughs> <laughs> Waste and toilet paper, that's Waste it. and toilet paper. And water. And water. Okay. Yes. So where can folks go to get more information to make sure they understand these two things? Well, uh, there's plenty of information out on our Public Works, uh, Public Works and Environmental Services website. You can click on the wastewater management uh, site underneath that, and, and you can get all the information you want that's there. There's plenty of flyers. There's plenty of news items. There's plenty of information on our sewer system and on the 
the wastewater treatment plant, uh, people can get as much information as they would, uh, they would need or want from there. So uh, I, I would recommend people go to that site as much as possible, especially during these times. You're at home, so you've got plenty of time to read. So uh, go out to our sites, check it out, and uh, get some good information on your wastewater Lots system. of time to click all around, uh, right? Click all right, around, right. yes. So Absolutely. Um, and I guess we also will remind people, and we did an entire episode on this, not to flush unwanted and unused medication down the drains also. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yes. Uh, so we're looking at, so what I just addressed was the integrity of the sewer system, the pipes, the pumps, and the wastewater treatment facility. But these medications aren't uh, easily removed from the wastewater. And and once the wastewater is cleaned at the wastewater treatment facility, it's released back into our waterways. And there it causes havoc to our aquatic life. Um, sanitary sewer overflows uh, can also then, um, if we have a uh, spill that releases into our streets, could also make its way to our aquatic life. And we want to protect that as well. Uh, we're, we're on an environmental podcast for a reason because we care about these things. And so not only we want to ensure that we keep the integrity of the system, the pipes and the pumps, but we want to protect our environment as well. And, and medications, uh, those things cause havoc to our aquatic life. So keep that out of our That's right. We, we did a whole show on it. You can go back and listen to all of the On Fire Pod shows, and that was one of the topics uh, that we had. So, mm-hmm. Stacy, thank you so much for coming down. I, I know... When, with all the stuff going on, you guys are probably running around crazy with, with everything that's happening. Um, you know, us folks here at Channel 16 and all the folks in, in, at all the public affairs offices are, are, are doing the same. Uh, thanks to all your employees and the county employees that do what they do for, for the environment. Um, but that's, our, that's it for this episode of Fairfax County EnviroPod. If you want to hear more, like I said, um, you can go on to fairfaxcounty.gov slash podcast. Of course, the DPWES website where, where there's a lot more information about what we talk about. We're also on iTunes, SoundCloud, and this video, this podcast will be on Channel 16 and on Channel 16's video on demand page. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or an idea for a topic to be discussed on EnviroPod, you can email swpdmail at fairfaxcounty.gov or call 703-324-5821. And so once again, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks to uh, my good friend Irene for uh, making all of this happen. So thank you, Irene. And thanks to the crew here at Channel 16 for making all this happen. We've been having to change a lot of our procedures around um, to keep social distancing and inside that audio booth is a little tight. So Um, our great crew here and engineers here made sure that we're able to get all this stuff uh, on air. So we appreciate everything that they do. So that's it for this episode of EnviroPod. I'm Scott Coco. We'll see you next time.